Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bitter Rivals podcast. This is episode 44 and the second episode presented by TGEM. And again, we just wanted to thank TGEM uh, for, for hosting us on the platform. And uh, we're really excited to be there once again. But we got lots of hockey to talk about this week and lots of interesting stuff uh, going on in the hockey world uh, from Evander Kane becoming an Edmonton Oiler, uh, the Leafs turning the tables and actually making a comeback last night. Yep. Uh, yeah. uh, the we got the Olympic Oilers rosters. Slapping, the Olympic rosters. The Edmonton Oilers absolutely slapping the piss out of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, yeah, but everyone saw that coming. Eh? Everyone, everyone saw that coming. Everybody saw that coming. Um, yeah, there's lots to go, lots to talk about. So let's get started. Let's uh, we'll start Leafs like we always do. Uh, so last big night, comeback or, last night, eh? Big comeback last night. But let's start. Let's talk about Wednesday first. So. Uh, we played, I forget who it was on Wednesday now. It was the Ducks. That's right. One in a shootout. Yes. Yes. Okay. That was, uh, an interesting game. Jack can't, we, we dominated them. I'm going to be entirely honest with you. It was, it was pure and utter domination from, from start to finish. Um, they tied it up, but we ended up winning in the shootout. Uh, Jack Campbell came alive in the shootout, but let me tell you, he, he looks, he's starting to look a little bit tired. Uh, yeah. and that's fair. That's why Peter Morazic started last night, and Charlie Keefe said that. I, we need, especially going into this month of February, that is going to be ridiculous. Ridiculous, the amount yep. of hockey that's going to be played. Especially when you go there from playing for two day, two games a week for the past month, right? And then you just, suddenly, you're playing three games and four nights, like, four times in, in one month. Like, it's, it's going to be nuts. But uh, because of that, Peter Morazic's going to need to get some starts and he's going to need to perform in those starts. And yeah, because we, we don't want to burn out Jack Campbell. He's never played a full 82 games, 82 game season as a starter. And uh, you can see that, you know, sometimes when you get tired, the puck just starts to look a little bit smaller, right? And you're just yeah. a little bit later on your reactions and that's just how it works. That's, that's the yeah. nature of the position. So, oh, that, and that's why you bring a guy like Morazic in so you can, give Campbell a rest and you're not fucking dropping off the quality in the net there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're dropping off a little bit, like, like a little, but not like, bit. not like a mass. Like last night in the Detroit game, it was, it was a little bit crushing when Detroit scored on their first shot on net. you know, like just little things like that. But we, again, we won. So, you know, not to, not to Joe Thornton it, but we won. So, yeah. you know, I all mean, is I, I look at, at the, is there, there's no asterisk next to it in the fucking wins column that says, ah, but Mrazic played like shit. Like, no, no. Dub's a dub. And last night's game was uh, wild. I, I honestly, at, at 4-2, I was like, I don't think I remember the Leafs ever coming back from a two-goal deficit going into a third period. Like, that's just not in our nature. <laughs> that's not, that's just not what we did. But we did. And uh, your boy, Michael Bunting. Yeah. Uh, with the hat trick, which was pretty clutch considering how close that game was the score ended up 7-4 but I think that was actually like two empty netters to be honest yes. with you so it was a good game um I was surprised to see the Leafs come back was very happy about the Leafs comeback. um I'm just gonna mention this once so I don't friggin cry for the rest of the episode but I was supposed to be at the game um <laughs> Anyway. You know, if, you know, if you're at that game, you would have had to come home and buy a bunting jersey, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, actually, I, just... I got to talk to you later. I'm, I'm 
got a trip planned now uh, for the St. Paddy's Day game. Potentially. This is potential. <laughs> potentially. Which is March the 17th, three days after the province is supposed to open up yeah. for full hockey barns again. And uh, they play the Canes on St. Paddy's Day in Toronto. That might be a banger. Yeah. And I have 16 days in a row off. I have from the 8th to the 25th <laughs> off. So I'm going to go, I think. Love that for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so normally we do fill in the blank after the Habs stuff, but this one's very topical considering the game that happened last night. Okay. Um, so fill in the blank. Michael Bunting is in blank place in the Calder race. I would have to put him at four. And who's he behind? Uh, I think Zegris is the consensus right now, Calder guy. And then the two wings. Raymond and and Cider. We've talked about this. They're both unbelievable hockey players. Cider especially is probably he's one of my favorite players outside of Toronto. Most Cider. I love that kid. He's 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 great. He's a great hockey player. Unbelievable it, hockey. Player. It, it kills me because I've said on this show like multiple times that defensemen don't really like integrate into the league as nicely as forwards do. It usually takes those couple years. You know, you look at a guy like Darlene, even like Sandine, Romanov. Like it usually takes him a couple years to kind of grow into that. And more at Cider, it's just nah. He just showed up and he runs the game. Like Kel McCarr. unbelievable. Kel similar, McCarr, to, yeah. sim- similar to how Kel- he's not on the level of Kel McCarr, but similar to how Kel yeah. McCarr just kind of ste- stepped in and was like, I'm like, here I got now. This, yeah, yeah I'm here incredible. now. I'm not and he's, so, he's fucking huge. He can skate. He can shoot. He can pass. Like he's just. Yeah. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. Love, love him. And he's not even a leaf. So there it is. Yeah. So yeah, a couple wins. Um, in the two games that we played this week. So obviously you can't really complain about much in that situation, but I just wish we were playing more, to be honest with you. I really do. I, I'm getting sick of Wednesdays and Saturdays and that's it. It's, it's really starting to be frustrating. Not going to lie, uh, Ave, I, I wish the Habs were playing less. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Let's, that's a good segue. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, a rough, just a rough week in Montreal. Um, so we lost eight, two to Minnesota. Uh, 5-4 to Anaheim, and then 7-2 to the Oilers last night. And it's just, it's just so crushing. Because at the end of last week, you know, we had the the win against Dallas and the overtime losses to Vegas and Colorado, which we're, we played well. Like, you know, I thought we were, you know, maybe turning the corner, getting some healthy bodies back. You know, like the the, the 100% effort was there. You just, you know, against teams like that in Colorado, you, you can lose those games. It's not too bad. And then to turn around, you just get slapped by fucking Minnesota, eight-two. It literally looked like like Minnesota's a good hockey team. True, they re- they are. Like Kaprizov was doing laps of our offensive zone, like literally just fucking doing laps. Yeah, and, and, no, and no, that no way that he that him. that edge work that he has, where he's got both of his blades like this, and he's yeah. just circling the zone. <laughs> yeah, and like no, like dead ass, and like he does it all the time. Him. Nobody could touch him, and like. <laughs> You know, uh, Michael McNiven made his uh, NHL debut in the third period, replacing Primo. Uh, but yeah, we just got fucking slapped. Like, yeah, it's ugly. Um, then the Anaheim game, um, Zegers Michigan us at full speed. <laughs> On Sam, that's the that, so uh, Primo started in the first, gave up three. Montebo started the second. That was the first shot Sam Montembeau faced. Was Zegers doing a lacrosse goal on him? <laughs> so yeah, that's just kind of um, the way that game went. That's uh, painful. I, 
the, the third period in that Anaheim game actually was pretty good. You know, we, we fought back, pulled a couple goals back, and, you know, again, thought we're maybe turning that corner. And then the Oilers fucking just kicked the shit out of us last night. Three goals in a minute, 42. Um, yeah. Like, the, the only positive thing, thing I can say about that game is our power play's actually been kind of rolling. We have seven goals in our last eight games on the power play. Well, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> if you're going to take a positive, that's just, that's good. Like, that, that, like that's, that's, that's it. Um, you know, and across this whole week, Dvorak uh, got hurt. Uh, Savard is now out for eight weeks, and Jonathan Druin is also hurt. So, yeah, it's great. It's great. Just lots of, yeah, man games lost. Gotta love man games lost, right? Uh, we're at 388, and we lead, that's a lead league uh, by about 85 games. Okay, but this is one thing, this is what I have to say about that, is that includes both Carey Price and Shea Weber. Yes, actually, Carey Price, Carey Price was on the ice this week, actually. Okay, but I, I, I yeah. and this is, I'll give credit to Brian Hayes of Overdrive. They don't count. Sorry. Okay, so- so, okay, Price so, and Weber don't count. So so even even if you take... Well, Price counts, because there is hope that he comes back and he's back on the ice rehabbing his injury. Like, he's he's working his way back. The Weber one, take out those 40 games, we still lead the league by about 40 games. Still. I, I think that that's... Uh, pardon my French, a bullshit stat, if you want the honest truth. I think it's very misleading when you say that the, the most man games... Because you have players who just aren't going to play again. That are being counted in like, those games. Like, like I said, though, you could, you could take Shea Weber's 40 games that he's missed this season out, and we still lead the league by 40 games. Okay, so take out Carey Price's 40 games. But the thing is, Carey Price is actually going to come back. But he, like he's, there, at no point did we ever think he was... So you had to plan for that. No, At no point did you think he was going to be playing by now, right? Like, that's kind of what I'm saying. They, well, so you can't... Like, it's it's kind of misleading to put him... To group him in with, with other, uh, like, regulars. Not, not exactly, because... At the beginning of the season, like uh, even after the expansion draft, the whole thing was he was only expected to miss about a month or two, which is only about what twenty odd games beginning of the season. Ish. That's that was the plan, and then the, he went into the assistance program, and things kind of you know slowed from there. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think what I'm was, trying to he, tell you he was is that sounds like a though. really good excuse for how fucking horrible the roster construction of Montreal is. Like that's what I, mean, I think. That's what I see. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but I mean, I've I've rhymed off rosters to you. I've told you we've played at fucking like what 30 or 40 percent of the cap floor. Like, oh no, that's... and there's been certain situations throughout the season. I understand that. Yeah. Where COVID and injuries just ravaged your locker room, right? Yeah. Like we all saw that, and and but every team's gone through that. The Leafs went through that. We had a lot of games canceled because of it. And I know. Of I got... Not canceled, but I get that. But like. When you're talking about the best player on the team, Carey Price, you know, that's that's a huge loss. And yeah, like, but you knew those, it was those, going to be there. You knew that he wasn't but you, going. Not at 40 games, though. No. Oh, you know, because like I said, he was the plan was he was not supposed to be out for this long. He he has been. And, you know, that is what it is. But the plan was never for him to, you know, miss, you know, half, probably three quarters of the season before he comes back. Well, and that leads into another argument that I'd like to point out is the fact that without Carey Price, you're just like Montreal is just a bad hockey team. Like they're just not pieced together properly to compete in this league without I mean, I mean, I a mean, guy I, like Carey Price. I mean, right now, no. God, no. Without a guy like Carey Price, they just aren't competitive. Like they just aren't. Yeah. No, and I, that's I'm not going to argue that, Eve. 
Yeah. And uh, that, uh, that speaks to two things. That speaks to, first of all, the value that Carey Price brings. Yeah. Uh, so, but so it also last, speaks to last... the lack of, of proper roster construction from management, right? Well, and I, okay. So I think this is kind of a a two two year kind of thing. So I look at last year. Last year, that roster was properly constructed. I said it on our very first episode that we recorded that it was the deepest and best Habs team I've ever seen. And they they kind of, they proved it right by fucking going to a cup final. That's literally what I said. I said that's what that team was built for, and they were. They they proved me right. Um. But then we let a lot of core pieces go. We lost a couple of core pieces to injury. And yeah, we just we didn't replace them. Like that's a a fair. Like I'm not gonna argue with you there. So currently, the construction of the roster as it stands right now just isn't good enough to compete in the National Hockey League. We can agree on uh, that. I think if you so if you leave Price and Weber out of it, okay, everyone else is healthy. We're not this bad. We're not great, but we're not this bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we'd be competitive. Maybe not fucking like, you know, competing at the top of the league, but we wouldn't be this horrifically bad. But then you take a team that's already, you know, kind of there and you, okay, you know, you lose, you know, Joel Edmondson, Brendan Gallagher, Paul Byer, and fucking... All these guys who've been hurt. Fucking Anderson missed time. Fucking now Savard's out eight weeks. Jake Allen's out eight weeks. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, then that, and that, that's how we end up here. But the second thing is going to Carey Price's value. Because um, we've argued this a bunch of times. Is Carey Price worth $10 million? Carey Price is worth every penny of that $10 million. He always has been. He always will be. Straight up. Straight up. I it always will be. You lost me. It always will be. Always will be. No, there's a point where that contract is not good because the other thing that that contract does is it limits your ability to build that roster that we're talking about because there's so much invested in one position, especially when you consider the the amount of money that's invested in Jake Allen as well. So I mean, Jake Allen's only on like three something. So that puts your total like that like goaltenders take up. 13 million of your of your cap yes yes uh i'll give you i'll get you the exact number in just a second here but i think you know i look at you know the year we had last year you know what 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 was the one thing that everyone fucking said in the playoffs was we're only there because of carry price so that's you know to me that is 13 million because i include jake allen in that as well in the goaltending tandem that's 13 million bucks well spent yeah, no, it's just you can't spend it in other areas. And the Leafs run into the same issue when talking about the forward group, right? Like, do we have so much money invested in our forward yeah. group that we can't spend that money in other areas? And it's just, it's a similar, it's it's the, like, cap world that we live in, I guess you could call it. Uh, Jake Allen's on 2.875 for the next, well, for this season and one more. And one more, okay. So, okay, well... And then what do you think the plan is going to be at that point? Is Carey Price going to remain a hab, considering the new management, most likely a new coach coming in at some point? So he has a full no move. So the the, the whole thing is if Carey Price wants to finish his career as a Montreal Canadian, he will. Because you he think has, he's going to want to go somewhere and win a championship, though? I I don't know if that's uh, I I don't I don't know the guy personally. He he. Could, no, I know he, you don't know. I I I'm asking what you think. Right, like that's what I. Th- 
I think... Look, I don't want to see Carey Price play for another NHL team. I don't. I I, No. The only other jersey I ever want to see him wear is Team Canada. That is it. Um, He might be a guy that... Because, like I said, I don't know him fucking personally... He might he might be like, you know what, I just I want to be a career hab, you know, that to me will mean something, you know, being, you know, a one team man, finishing my career here, love the city, love the fans type thing. But if he also wants to pull a Ray Bork and, you know, go to a t- contender at a, um, you know, at a deadline to try and win a cup, like, I'm never going to hold that against him. As long, as long as he doesn't come out and, like shit on fucking Montreal, like, as long as he doesn't do that. Yeah, I got no problem with him pulling a Ray Bork. Will he do to it me, this year? No. To me, to me, if he does doesn't win a cup, he will be the greatest goalie to ever not like ever to not win a cup. Oh, and I think, oh, 100%. And I think that's why he needs to do that. He needs to find because I think after last year and after seeing how things ended last year, I, I think probably not going to get back there and carry Price's career. I would um. think. I mean, Probably we, not we, we get got him locked there. up till twenty five, twenty six. So, yeah, de- depend, depending how it. the rebuild goes, I I can't predict the future, but I just don't see it. And I could I can see him wanting at least at the end, of, like at least like the last year of his contract there, saying, you know what, I'll uh, yeah, I'll I'll take a trade, I'll go somewhere. I really want to win a championship, and that's that. And I can see it. Yeah, and like I really and like can. I said, if as long as he doesn't like. As long as he doesn't come out and shit on Montreal. And he and wouldn't. He's not no, that kind no, of guy. He's a no, class no. act, right? We oh, know. no. I, I know that. But like, you know what I mean? Like, that's literally the only thing that would, like, ever... Pick. Actually, that and if he went to the Leafs. I don't think... I, I couldn't I couldn't handle him in a Leafs jersey. No, I wouldn't want him in a Leafs jersey either. That'd be weird. Yeah. That would be really weird. But I know uh, I know people... Talk, I've talked about this, uh, like, for this upcoming trade deadline. And we'll, we can talk a little more uh, the closer we get to the deadline. But, like, there's no way he... Nobody trades for him fucking right now. Like, no way. No, why would you? You don't even know what you're getting. Exactly. And, like, so when I hear the trade talk, like, now, I'm like, nah. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen this year. If he, if he was back and maybe playing a bit, then, then maybe. But as it stands, like, we don't know when he's going to be on the ice. You can't really assign him a value because you don't know what you're going to get. Exactly. You don't know when you're going to get what you're going to get either. Yeah. Exactly. Which is another thing. So... Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's that's that would be an interesting thing to see what happens at the end of Carey Price's career contract, whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure that he'll sign another contract. He seems like the kind of guy who would be really it, it would be easy for him to walk away from the game. I, I feel like it, too. Like, I mean, even without the cup, Hall of Fame career. Like, oh, yeah, definitely up. a Hall of Famer, definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, I've had this debate with my dad that he's basically a cup away from being the Canadians' greatest goaltender of all time. If yeah. we, if we if we'd want, picked up that cup over the summer there, he's the best Habs goalie of all time. He already and leads that's in a long wins. list. Oh, exactly. He leads in wins. He leads in games played. I think he's third in shutouts. You add a cup to that, he's already got a fuck. He's got a fucking MVP, Vezina, like the whole fucking the whole nine yards. He's got everything except that cup in Montreal. And then you throw, you know, Olympics and World Junior medals on top of that. And like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, he's unquestionably got a Hall of Fame career. And uh, honestly, I think we everybody in this country, everybody, every hockey fan wants to see Carey Price come back and be himself again. Oh, 100 percent. And be happy. 
I think yeah, that's... I, I, I know we've said it a bunch of times in the show right here, but like not not like not even as a Habs fan, like for the hockey, like I just want to see Carey Price like okay and good. He was actually at the game last night, which yeah, is just fucking that. great to see. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, but that's it. I, if like if he came out and just said because he actually has a press conference uh, at six fifteen tonight, uh, his first yeah, media first media availability since uh, well for the season actually. But if he just came out and said, yeah, like, I'm retiring, I'm, you know, that's for my mental health, my family and all that, I'd be like, yeah, fucking. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I, I no, I, but you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold anything against him, right? No, want to hear a nuts stat? Love to. Okay, th- 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 it's kind of on topic because I'm talking about a goaltender. Okay. So yesterday was the Dominator, Dominic Hasek's birthday, right? Yep. So casually, as hockey fans do, I was scrolling his Wikipedia Obsessing page. over him. <laughs> well, and I was watching yep. some unbelievable things that he has done, but anyway, that man one time, like th- this, this is crazy to me. When he was playing for Detroit, he had a private agreement with Ken Holland that he refused to get paid if he was hurt. Like if he was not playing games, he was not taking pay. And one season he gave away three of his $6 million salary. What? Why? Like it's because th- Dominic Hashik was just like he was just a, a great dude. So yeah, he refused. absolute fucking nut job the way he fucking played in net. But like <laughs> he refused to take pay if he was not actually playing in games. Love that. Like even when like there was a point where he came to a conclusion with the trainer that I'm like I could I could play, but I'm gonna rest up for a couple weeks because I don't want to yeah. reaggravate something. It was a leg injury, I think, like a groin injury. And he's like, I'm not taking money. I'm not, like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, job security? Like, I mean, to, to be fair, when he was in Detroit, he was already kind of at the tail end of his career, right? So it's not like he was... Uh... He was in Detroit twice. Shit, he was. Yeah, he won two cups with Detroit. One in his first stint and one in his second stint. I was only... I, I forgot about the first stint. I was only thinking the second one. Because the second one was the late late 2000s right like 2006 to 2008 yeah yeah and the first one was from i believe 2000 to 2002 won the 2002 stanley cup with them and then won the 2008 stanley cup with them against the pittsburgh penguins correct yeah that that was back-to-back final yeah back-to-back final penguins penguins wings i've totally forgot about the first stint yeah and i was a little confused because i was like i swear to god it was osgood who was like the goalie for in the early 2000s, for sure. No, for Detroit in the late 2000s. I know, it's it's a mind-bender. It, it's a mind-bender. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Uh, do you want to get to uh, the rest of the fi- fill-in-the-blanks? F-I-T-Bs? Yeah, he's giving me one second here. No. Absolutely, pull it up. <laughs> Just saw a tweet. NFL Red Zone, except it's for NHL power plays. Yeah, that would be great, except uh, you'd get some really shit power plays in there, too. You'd end That's up okay, like... you get some really shit football games, too. <laughs> like, do you know how annoying it is when you're watching a football game, and, like, you're watching Red Zone, and up pops Jets-Giants? Like, <laughs> Nobody cares, like, why? <laughs> anyway, so, fill in the blank. Do you want to start with the one that you had about uh, T-Canada? Actually, we'll we'll get there. We'll just uh, I'll circle back to the Habs and uh, Edmonton game 
So Vander Kane made his uh, Oilers debut on Saturday night. Let's talk about that first, and then yep. we'll get we'll we'll do his fill in the blank. Okay, so Vander Kane, some for some reason, Connor McDavid and Ken Holland think this guy is going to save their team. You know, what? I uh, keep keep going. I, I we'll circle back to it. This guy is the definition of a locker room cancer. Yeah. Like by definition, <laughs> he's a distraction off the ice. His teammates don't like him. He's selfish. <laughs> he gambled on his own games according to his ex-wife. Yeah. Like allegedly. Allegedly. We allegedly. have to say allegedly. I said according to his ex-wife. That's why I didn't say gambled on his yeah. own games finished yeah, yeah. sentence. I, I, according to his ex-wife. Yeah. Anyway. Um yeah, so he, he made his debut uh last night and obviously scored because of of course he did. Yeah. Um so that leads uh, to the fill in the blank. Evander Kane will score blank goals in Edmonton this season, anyways. So they got 40 games left ish. Ballpark, yeah. And he's got one. And last night he was playing with uh, McDavid and Yamamoto. Hyman. Yamamoto or Hyman? Yamamoto. Who was Hyman playing with? Hyman was on th- uh, Drysidle. I think. Okay. Drysidle and Nugent Hopkins? No, Nugent Hopkins was running the third line. Okay. They they uh, they split up the wealth a little bit, tried to even things out. Okay. Well, that's not terrible. Well, I mean, it worked. They pumped us for seven. Yeah. Fair. So I would probably say he is going to finish playing with McDavid. I could say I'd say he puts up ten goals. In the next I, I was just, I was gonna say like ten to ten to twelve. I think would be. Yeah, like I'll bet you he puts up ten more. Than the one yeah. he already has. That's yeah. that's my guess. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, my that's guess. about right. Yeah, but uh, thought, so that's what you're thinking about yeah, that too. That's your that ballpark. Uh, ballpark. But I, I am I am really glad that he he scored last night and it like kind of turned out well because I hope that like Edmonton's management and all that sees it and thinks that that's the right move and that like keep doing things like that because it's not going to help them win a championship. <laughs> okay, so I yeah I don't understand why they're like. like it doesn't even address two of their biggest needs. No, Defense not at all. Goaltending, like it doesn't not, address either of those. Not at all. But that's why I'm glad he scored because everyone's gonna like. I guarantee you, Ken Holland. As soon as that puck went in the net, was sitting there going, "Boom! That's a great fucking deal!" Like there we go, boys. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable that that guy's getting another chance. Yeah. <laughs> like. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, let's let's ri- rifle off the rest of the fill in the blankies. All right, another fill in the blank. Buffalo goalie Aaron Dell should have been suspended blank games for his hit on Drake Batherson. He should be out until Batherson's back. Yeah, like that was just godless. No, like, it's disgusting. And like, as far as I could tell, there was nothing, there was no incidents like leading up to that. You know what I mean? Like that was well, just. And the thing is, that's like the third or fourth time Aaron Dell's done that in his career. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you can't me, do that. You just can't do that. Yeah, and, like, he got three games, and that's because fucking bullshit. Because Batherson's out for, what, two months? Yeah. Yeah, and he's missing out on his first, maybe only, all-star appearance. Yeah. You know, you just hate to see it, because some bonehead backup goaltender decided that he wanted to be a hero. Yeah. You know? And, like, he's lucky that a senator didn't go and fucking pummel him. Because, like... I'm sorry, if that happens to one of my teammates, yeah, like, I don't care. I'm running that goalie. I'm taking his head off. 
I don't give a fuck. Why did nobody murder Zach Cassian after he destroyed some Sam Montembeau last night? He just skated away like nothing happened. I have no idea. I know Pizzetta fought him later, and that was more of just a Pizzetta and Cassian just never got on the ice together type uh, situations because the commentators said it. They're like, yeah, like he, he's never matched up. But yeah, and again, like I, I don't know. I don't know. I know Petrie said like he's, but Petrie said like he's like I'm not going to fight Cassian. I know I can't do that. But yeah, there should have been more of a reaction. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Instead of Zach Cassian just looking every hab in the eye and smiling as he skates by them after wrecking and knocking their goaltender's helmet off. Yeah, yeah you want a reaction. Yeah. 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 Hey, don't worry, the Leafs are bad for that too. I, you know, the Habs are typically good for it. That's that's the issue. And I mean, it took it took a while for Pizzetta to get back to him, but he, he did. I fucking love Pizzetta. Yeah, if, he, he's he's an interesting character, that guy. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, uh, I would have said ten games for Randall. Fuck him. I I would say I and this is this is my thought on a lot of suspensions though. When when you make a gutless act like that, you're out until Buddy's back, until yeah. Batherson comes back. Yeah. Healthy. Yeah. You're done until then. Um, I do something that I've I I failed to do over the past few weeks is give credit to a certain Leaf who has been unreal all year. And he's just flying under the radar. Who's that? Morgan Riley. Might oh, we've, hi- our- we've hyped him up uh, quite a bit. Dude, he I didn't even... I just read this. Since he signed his contract extension, he's at a point a game. Probably. Yeah, he's, 32 yeah. points in 32 games. Yeah. He's been that really good this year. <laughs> that is yeah. insane. He's a freaking demon. That's awesome. Anyway... I just saw that and I was like, that—that <laughs> that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. All right. Um, so before I say this next uh, fill in the blank, let's talk. Yeah. Canada's Olympic roster has been announced. Okay. Which Morgan Riley should have been on. Morgan Riley probably would have been on it. Well, the way he's playing right now, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't put him on it, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Honest to God. So starting in net. We've got Devin Levi, Matt Tompkins, and Eddie Pasquale going. I only know um, one of those guys. Yeah. Levi. Yeah, Levi's the young guy. Defense, yeah, he, went, he got, played first at the World Juniors, right? Yes. Uh, defense, we got Mark Barbario, Jason Demers, Brandon Gormley, Alex Grant, Maxim Noro-Bronze, Owen Power, Matt Robinson-Bronze, and Tyler Witherspoon. I know Aaron, Aaron uh, Owen Power. Uh, Mark Marbario is an ex-hab, so I remember him. And Brandon Gormley, I remember when he played uh, for Canada's World Junior Team. He was pretty decent. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember that. And then uh, for forwards, we've got Daniel Carr, Adam Cracknell, David Dayarnay, Landon Ferraro, Joshua Hosang, Corbin Knight, Jack McBain, Mason McTavish, Eric O'Dell, Eric Stahl, Ben Street, Adam Tambellini, Jordan Wheel, and Daniel Winnick. So a bunch of ex-habs in there, which is nice to see. We got Josh Hosang in there. Love that for Josh yep. Hosang. Did you happen to see what he said about being named to Team Canada's Olympic team? No, I did not. So this is, this because with him, it's always been people, and for no reason, say character issues with Josh Hosang. 
That's been a knock on him since D- he came. Didn't he league. like? Did, wasn't he like late for like one practice in Long Island? And that oh yeah, and then he and then he wore <laughs> uh, he wore number sixty six in Long Island, and people lost their mind. Yeah, like Lemieux yeah. didn't even play for the Islanders. Yeah, and you you can wear like yeah, that's just totally fine. And wasn't like, his whole reasoning was that Lemieux was his favorite favorite player? Yes, and people just <laughs> lost their minds for no reason. Yeah. Anyway. He, like, when he was getting interviewed about making the team, he was like, I, I have all credit. I have to give all of the credit to this, to, to Kyle Dubas for giving me a chance and allowing me to to continue to play hockey this year. And uh, but he was asked, would you, because he's not signed to a contract, like a, an NHL contract, yeah. that's why he's able to go, right? Um, and he was, he was asked if he would, like, you know, let's say he has a breakout tournament here at the Olympics and... NHL teams are interested in him. He said, I would have to talk to Kyle first, to be entirely honest with you. I would have to talk to Kyle first because he's the reason I'm here. So I, I, I'm i not making a decision without talking to him first. If I, if any other team wants to see, even take a look at me, they're going to have to, they're going to have to wait to see what the Toronto Maple Leafs have to say first, even yeah, though he's not signed to a contract. That's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, no, that's just, that's respect, right? Like, you know, like, I yeah. love that for him. Like, that's just, yeah, it's just great. Well, um, and I'd love to see him get a shot. I'd oh, yeah. love to see him get a shot. Is that a pretty decent year, John Lee? Has he not? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he has. I think he got hurt for a little bit, but when he's been healthy, he's been good. All right, so uh, that leads into uh, this last fill-in-the-blank here. Uh, the best team that Canada has sent to the Olympics was blank. So you, yeah, I, I've been going first. You go first. I know what yes. you want to say here too. Yeah. So I'm going to say the 2002 Salt Lake uh, Olympic champions are the best team Canada we've ever sent to the Olympics. I'm going to read off this roster, and it's just like we talk about like loaded rosters, Dave. Like this is the loaded roster. Like this might be one of the greatest Canada teams of all time. So just in alphabetical order here. Ed Belfour, Rob Blake, Eric Brewer, Marty Broder, Theo Fleury, Adam Foote, Simon Gagne, Jerome McGinley, Curtis Joseph, Ed Jovanovski, Paul Correa, captained by Mario Lemieux, Eric Lindros, Al McInnes, Scott Niedermeyer, Joe Neuendijk, Owen Nolan, Mike Pekka, Chris Pronger, Joe Sackick, Brendan Shanahan, Ryan Smith, Steve Iserman, and coached by Pat Quinn. That's a pretty nasty team, but <laughs> I don't think it compares to 2010. Like nah, Abe. I mean you you can rhyme off that roster. Let's let's talk. But oh, Patrice Bergeron, Sidney Crosby, Ryan Getzlav, Danny Heatley, Aginla, Marlowe, Brendan Morrow, Rick Nash, Corey Perry, Mike Richards, Eric Stahl, Joe Thornton, Jonathan Taves. That is the forward. Listen to this decor. Like listen to this decor. Dan Boyle, Drew. D- Remember these are all prime. prime. Oh, I know, I know. This is yeah. Boyle, Doughty, Keith. Niedermeyer, Pronger, Seabrook, Weber. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Have fun crossing <laughs> the blue line. And backstopped by prime Bobby Lou, Roberto Luongo, with Martin Brodeur, who still wasn't out of his prime yet, backing him up with a third goaltender of Marc-Andre Fleury, who never saw the ice. But that's the best team. 
that Canada's ever sent to the Olympics. I, that's a, that's a great team, Ave, but it's it's not O2. O2 was just fucking phenomenal. Come on, look at this. Look at what like are you Ave, seeing what I'm seeing here? Ave, is there a single player that I fucking named off that isn't a fucking sh- like if they're not a Hall of Famer yet, they're a shoe in Hall of Famer? Like every single one of those guys is a fucking dead for rights Hall of Famer. I wouldn't say every single one of them, no. The, so the here, o- let me, let's just do some comparison shopping here. The the only one you might get me on is like Mike Pekka. Mike Pekka might not be a Hall of Famer. I, but I, Mike everyone else not a Hall of Famer. Ra- Eric Brewer is not a Hall of Famer. Simone Gagne is not a Hall of Famer. Ed Jovanovski is not a Hall of Famer. Love Owen Jovanovsky. Nolan is Definitely. not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. No. Ryan Smith is not a Hall of Famer. Ryan Smith is 100% a Hall of Famer. No, he isn't. 100%. No, he isn't. 100%. Surefire Hall of Famers on that list are, well, obviously at Belfour. Rob Blake's a borderline guy. He's not He's not borderline. He's in for sure. Martin Broder is one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. That's not even up for discussion. Theo Fleury's a Hall of Famer. Adam Foote's a borderline guy. No. Simone Gagne is not a Hall of Famer. Aginla is definitely a Hall of Famer. Cujo is a Hall of Famer. Jovanovski's not. Korea is. Lemieux is. Lindros is. McInnes is. Neuendijk and Niedermeyer, I would say, are. Yep. Nolan and Pekka are not. Pronger and Sackett definitely are. Shanahan is. Smith is not. Iserman is. No. No. Now let's I, go over to the 2010 team. Bergeron, yeah. Hall of Fame. Crosby, Hall of Fame. Getzlaff, Hall of Fame. Heater should be probably <laughs> The fans, the fans Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Jerome McGinley was on both teams. So. Patrick Marlowe, borderline guy, I would say. He's got the most games in NHL history. I don't think he cannot be a Hall of Famer. Uh, I know. It's always that cup argument, though, man. Yeah, but I, I don't think... A, a guy who has played the most games in NHL history doesn't need the cup argument you know what i mean yeah you're you got a point like that that's kind of you get a pass on that brandon morrow's not a hall of famer rick nash probably could have been a hall of famer but he's not yeah he yeah yeah you know if you're not giving me fucking like simon gagne and fucking ryan smith then yeah you're not getting rick nash Corey perry's a hall of famer yeah tabs legend mike richards is not a hall of famer i would say no Eric Stahl is. Yep. Joe Thornton definitely is. What about the cups, Jonathan. Dave? What? What about the cups? No cups? Yeah, no, but it's <laughs> jumbo, jumbo. I know. I'm I'm just bugging you. And Jonathan Taze is clearly a Hall of Famer also. He's yep. as much of a prick as he is. Uh, Dan Boyle is probably not a Hall of Famer, but he's a borderline guy, I would say. Drew yeah, Doughty's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Duncan Keith is probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Scott yep. Niedermeyer, I believe, is a Hall of Famer. Yep. Chris oh, Pronger. That, that's the thing. Like half, half this team already is in the Hall of Fame, by the way. <laughs> like yeah, a no, bunch of those guys. Pronger is definitely... Pronger's a Hall of Famer, right? He's he's in, right? I'm pretty already? sure he's already in, yeah. Seabrook is not. Weber is. Broder is. Fleury is. Luongo is. Yeah. I would say this team's better. <sighs> 
I think I think you put these two teams up against each other in their primes, like like that O2 team. Good I, game. That's a fucking two Jerome McGinless, but it would be a good game. And two Scott Niedermeyers and two Chris Prongers and and, and two Marty Brothers, no. And two Marty Brothers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think you put these two teams up against each other. I think O2, oh, I think O2 wins for sure. I don't think so. I don't Straight think up. so. This team also has Sidney Crosby on it, which I guess they, uh, who, I guess they had Mario Lemieux. Bab Babcock was the coach. Uh Babcock. Uh, yeah, he was the coach. He had to have been. Well, I'm, been. I'm also taking Pat Quinn over Mike Babcock any day of the week. Yeah, Mike Babcock's an idiot. <laughs> uh, I think we can agree on that. I think so too. Actually, no, I still like him. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That was a fun little trip down memory lane we just had there. Man, that O2 team was so good. Wow. Also, like, and the fact that we don't, we can't even bring up like the 2014 team, which also won gold and was fucking also phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what else do we have to get to this week? Um, I want to mention the big soccer game that's coming up at three o'clock today. Oh yeah, Canada USA World Cup qualifying. Fucking massive game for the boys in Hamilton. Yeah. That is really, uh, really hoping that uh, we can pull that one off. Going to be cheering the boys from my garage here in Sault Ste. Marie. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be uh, going to be a tense one. I don't I don't want to say winning you're in, but uh, if we win it, you might I might be packing a fucking suitcase for for Qatar in the winter. Eh? Yeah. You want to come over and watch it? I might. OK. I might. Anyways, Christmas in Qatar. Eh? How does it sound? Christmas in Qatar. I'm not going. You can go. though. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Yeah, so what do are, what are the Leafs have lined up for this week? Uh, this week, I actually don't know. Let's take a look. Oh, we have the Devils tomorrow. Finally, a game that's not on a Wednesday or a Saturday. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's so exciting. Yeah, New Jersey tomorrow. Uh, and then also on Tuesday. So we have them on back-to-back. We play back-to-back, so home and home with New Jersey. Uh, followed by... Nothing. The All-Star break is this weekend, this weekend coming up. So, uh, yeah, we don't play again until Monday when we host the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, so the Habs for this week only have, uh, we actually play the Blue Jackets at 7 o'clock tonight, and then we are off for the week, and we're not back until next Tuesday against the Devils. So you go, okay. Yeah, there's a few teams I've seen that have uh, have some time off now. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the, uh, like, the... PA bargain week off, like the bye week. Yeah, I wasn't so. sure what happened to that with COVID and everything. I didn't know if they were just going to scrap that for for the time being or what. But it seems like they're still trying to give teams time off. Yeah, no, I, we even got we got it last year too, and with the shortened season, we still got that week off. That's good. So that's good for team health, goaltender mentality, oh, yeah. all of those things. Honestly, uh, uh, like I'm just puff drops at seven tonight in Montreal, so probably by like nine thirty. It's going to be nice to have a week of just no misery. I mean, I say that and Habs are probably going to get injured in that fucking week off. But you know what I mean? Just can't get fucking worse if we're not playing. Fair. Um, <laughs> another thing I wanted to shout out before we ended this episode, not hockey related, but if he has in fact retired, uh, congratulations to probably the greatest athlete of all time, Tom Brady. No, 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 no. 
No, he's not the greatest athlete. You can give him greatest NFL player of all time. Absolutely. I'm not going to argue that. Not greatest athlete of all time. You no. cannot say you don't watch football. You have no idea. I watch every single sport. Every single he is, one. He is not the greatest athlete of all time. He's yes, just it, not. He's not the most talented or the most athletic, but he's the greatest athlete of all time. And that's no. not even up for discussion. Sorry, no. it's not. No. It's not. Who's Dude, better? Lionel Messi is a far greater athlete than Tom Brady. Yeah. And does, it's in, does Lionel Messi have seven anything? Uh, probably uh, Spanish League titles, yes. A handful of Champions Leagues. Uh, seven Ballon d'Ors, actually. He actually does have seven of Tom those. Brady has seven Super Bowls. He's got more than any other team. Yes, Lionel, Lionel Messi has seven Ballon d'Ors, has more than any other person in the history of soccer. Yeah, no, we're talking a player versus an entire franchise. Tom Brady has more Super yeah. Bowls than any other franchise does. And Lionel Messi probably has more Champions Leagues than most teams do. Probably or does? Um, I would say there's very few teams that have more than him. I know uh, Real Madrid's got like 13 or 14, so they're they're ahead of him. But like, he's he's got everything. He's won a fucking Tom Southern. Brady in the five years that he was that he played in his 40s, threw for more touchdowns and yards than his entire 20s. Nobody, nobody has ever aged or been as great for as long as Tom Brady. Nobody. Nobody in any sport. It's Lionel just not, Messi. No, not even close. I don't Age. even have Lionel Messi in my top three greatest athletes of all time. That's because you're uncultured. No, it's not. No, it's because you're uncultured. I am very cultured. Oh, yeah, where's MJ rank? See, because now, now you're throwing me in the pocket. If you get, you got to give me time for these lists, if so I got to do my research. Okay, well, I think we have something to do for next week. We definitely do. Top five greatest athletes of all time. Book it. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, let's fucking do it then. I cannot believe the blasphemy that I'm hearing from you right now. Tom Brady is not the greatest athlete of all time. I hated him for most of his career, to be honest with you, because he was so good. But I have more respect for that guy in sports than anybody because of I, the I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't 40s. I'm not saying I don't respect him or like I'm none of that. I, he's absolutely probably the greatest NFL player of all time. I don't watch enough to really say I'm going to guarantee I would probably bet he is. But he's not the greatest athlete of all time. He's just not. He's just not. He's just not, Ave. Talk to his teammates, but like, go, like, actually, this is what I want you to do. Before you make your list, you have to go and just listen to his teammates talk about him. You have to. Okay. Okay. I, I'm not, I'm not doubting any of that. If he brings something different to, to, to his team than anybody in the history of sports has. I think that's just, you're just fucking speaking out of your ass right now, Ave. No, I'm quoting Julian Edelman. No, he he's not he's not the greatest athlete of all time. Straight okay, up. Okay, well we'll have more discussions on this last week or next week. <laughs> anyway, yeah yeah we're gonna have some pretty heavy discussions on on that one. Anyway, uh, you got nothing you want to get off your chest? No, I uh, I believe that is everything. Um. I think next week, yes, we'll obviously do this debate next week. I think we might have, depending on the Olympic schedule, we might have some Olympic hockey to talk about. Yeah. 
Um, and then the All-Star game is next weekend, so we'll have that to talk about. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening today, everybody. This is uh, episode 44. Going, let's have a good February here. And uh, again, thank you for listening. Thank you, T-Gem, for, for hosting us. And uh, we'll see you next week.